Welcome, B-Movie fans, to another B-Movie chat. This week, we will be discussing films based on books. If a book is popular enough, it will inevitably be made into a movie. It's pretty much a law of nature at this point. Transforming a story from a text-based format to a visual experience requires the director to recreate the images created by author in a way that is both true to the original and can appeal to a diverse group of people who may or may not have read the book. Since film typically reaches a wider audience, an adaptation of a book walks a fine line between satisfying fans of the source material as well as a general audience. On top of that, a book has the luxury of exploring the inner workings of its characters' minds, allowing for detailed descriptions of their motivations and emotional states. A movie, on the other hand, is limited both by its runtime, averaging runtime of a feature film being about 90 minutes, as well as its reliance on visuals to express the mood of both the environment and its characters. Internal monologues rarely work well in films. When it comes to adapting a well-known and beloved book or novel into a film, there's no way to satisfy everyone. Some people will always claim the book was better, while others, who probably aren't fans of the book, just won't like the story in general. However, while no film will ever be saved from criticism, there have been many films adapted from books that were both successful financially and critically. So today, we will attempt to answer several questions. Can a book really be adapted into a film without losing some of what made the book so memorable? Is it alright to leave out certain elements of a story if they clash with other elements? Should a film take creative liberties by changing the story completely? What exactly is fan service. And what are some examples of some good film adaptations of books, as well as bad ones? To help answer these questions, we have author and co-host of the podcast, Writers of the Dawn, and author of the books, Immortal Fear, The Wolf Age, Book One, and Cloaked in Darkness, Matt Wellman joining us. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for joining. And if, in case you forgot, I'm Corey. And I am, in fact, Paul. <laughs> so... Movies based on books. I mean, there's there's a whole shit ton of them out there. Oh yeah. I was I was trying to think of you know all the ones that I, I felt really comfortable talking about. There's so many good ones, and then at the same time, there's there's a lot of not so good ones. Uh, uh, but my problem is most of the not so good ones. I hated the book to begin with. So just like you were saying, it's it's a fine line where that where that criticism is really really important, or really can help someone decide if they want to see a movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's, let's just start out um, by saying, what's, what, what's your favorite and your least favorite, or most hated, whichever you prefer, um, movie based on books? Um, okay. My favorite, I'm going to have to say Fight Club. Okay. That's a good choice. And I But it's got the, the nostalgia factor for me. I was in high school when it came out, and just like it blew my mind. Um, I read the book later, and I didn't actually care for the book. I actually thought that the movie was done bad. It's one of the only cases where I can I can think of a book that I liked that I liked the movie better. It's also one of those movies that I quote out of context, like at the most inappropriate times, because <laughs> why the fuck not? And it's normally this is Bob. Bob has bitch tits. <laughs> His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> and people just look at me like, what the fuck? And I'm like, have you never seen Fight Club? And they're like, what's that? And I just shake my head. And they're like, I'm four. And they're, they're like... They're no four. excuses. Rule number one is we don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> um, 
So my, my pop quiz was, what's the first rule about bike rule? What's the second rule about bike rule? What's the third rule? That was, that was my pop quiz. And it was just like, are you here or not? Because I, I had been quoting the movie for the whole semester. So they picked it up at that point. It was just free points. Are you here? Cool, you get free points today. Nice. Um, so um, what, and what's your least favorite? Well, that, one's, that one is, is tougher. Um, because I tend to forget the movies that I <laughs> Why don't we share? Why can't we have that? It's a gift? self-defense mechanism we haven't developed. It's like letting go of trauma. Oh, okay. yeah. oh my God! Those movies. <laughs> the desolation of smog. Smog. <laughs> I, I, I saw the first two, but like the the end of the second movie was like forty five minutes of of Bilbo like running around in this cave, and I'm like, this is like two this is like two pages of the book. Yeah. Like, yeah. like what I what I really hated about that was it's a video game you can't play, and it's really obnoxious. One of one of the best scenes in the novel, in my opinion, was uh, when they met the bear guy in the woods. At his cabin, yeah, and it was like it was like a whole like awesome chapter long, and they condensed it to like two minutes in the movie, and I was like, like what the fuck? He was like the best character. Oh yeah. To me, like that's that was the problem with the, the movie was they took scenes that were that in the book had one effect, and then gave them completely different. Effects. So like, and even like the uh, with Gandalf like tossing flaming pine cones and laughing maniacally like out of the out of the tree like in the book that's how it's described he's tossing flaming pine cones and laughing maniacally and in the movie he just kind of like blows on one pine cone like drops it and everything sets on fire and I'm like that's that's exactly And seriously, like when I when I see the Goblin King in that, all I can think of is uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day, and like <laughs> the great, he should just be singing the great I mighty, Poo. the great mighty Pooh. <laughs> well, I think of um, there's a the boss in Diablo Three that looks exactly like him. I was. Then they added all the Cimmerillion stuff with. Uh, Actually, it wasn't even Cimmerillion. It was it was other Lord of the Rings stuff. Like, uh, why was Legolas in there? What? Because because they kept having to remind you, hey guys, you remember Lord of the Rings? Do you remember that? That was a movie that we made. You like that, right? It's like we made a movie that was good. Yeah, remember that movie? Don't remember this movie. 
they have like a 30 second cameo of Frodo. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, and then when like like Legolas is obviously like just CGI because Orlando Bloom doesn't look like a 12 year old girl anymore. <laughs> It's a recapping of Lord of the Rings, which, why? <laughs> and then it's, it takes you 30 minutes to get to new story. And, and if, I'm, if I'm being real, realistic, if I was picking up a movie like I picked up a book, there's no way I would have finished that first movie. Because I'll give a book, I'll give a book 10 pages. If I'm not interested after 10 pages, I'm, I'm never going to look at that book again. I won't even give it to somebody else. I'm, like, that book is doesn't exist. And so with a movie, if I give a movie 30 minutes and nothing has happened, what the hell are you guys doing? You know, this is like screenwriting 101. If the first major plot point doesn't happen in the first 10 pages, or the first 10 minutes, you're, you're done. What's the point? Oh, yeah. Well, they were thinking, oh, don't worry. There's still another three hours left to get to the plot. I mean, if, if, if something hasn't occurred by the first 30 minutes, I've normally come up with like seven drinking games to help me get that far into the movie. <laughs> Otherwise, I could have been a productive person. Yeah, there's a charm to it. Yeah, there's this charm. Where you're like, I actually love this. So oh, like, yeah. a, like a Army of Darkness. It's probably oh yeah, I love Army. He hates Army. Of, uh, we're actually re- yeah, it, next it's month. A terrible yeah, movie. Nick. It's so much fun. No, it's just bad. No, you were it's actually next bad month for. Writing, it's a terrible turn for the character. You don't know what you're talking. Next month for uh, we're reviewing that movie next no, month. Not. Yes, we are. No, we're. It's cult classic movie month. We're it's reviewing. cult classic worst of the series month. No, Do you it's really cult want that classic. What is that? No, it's exactly. 
We need to settle this at some point, so we're going to review it at some point. We need to have, like, a cinema showdown or something like that. Yeah, that's debatable. Some people claim it's, it's a remake. Some people claim it's a reimagining, and some people claim claim it's, it's a just a new part of the series. Some people claim it's alternate dimension. There's actually no evidence supporting anybody's claim that it has anything to do with the original series, other than the fact that they titled it Evil Dead. And it takes place in a cabin in the woods, and there are demons that possess people. Other than that, it's like a completely different movie. Yeah. They'll have, like, certain, like, homages to the original, like, somebody getting their hand like cut off. somebody found a book in a basement. It's like, oh, yeah, that's They a don't thing. call the Necronomicon, and they don't call the Book of the Dead. It's just, hey, we found this book. Let's read from it. Why? Because we're five college kids in a cabin in the woods. Like, it's what we but, do, uh, right? Back on the topic, Paul, what about you? What's your, uh, your favorite and least favorite uh, movies based on... On books. Let's see. My favorite movie based on a book would probably be. Hmm. I'm gonna have to think about that one. But I know my my least favorite is iRobot. iRobot is just. And I know technically iRobot's not based on a book. It's based off a series of stories. I'm but really surprised at that answer, Paul. You thought I was gonna say um say um what you call it not Last Man on Earth. Oh um, no no no. I thought you were going to say... Yeah, I am legend. Dragon Ball Evolution. Okay, technically that's based off a graphic novel, but... A graphic novel is a book. It's a novel. Well, then I'm going to have to say the Death Note Netflix <laughs> movie, which was... I haven't watched that yet, but I, right. I have heard scathing reviews. Oh, it's it's bad. Have you have you seen the um, anime or read the manga? No, I, I, uh, <laughs> I did want to watch the anime. But, uh, like, you know, it keeps popping up on my Netflix because it's like, it's like, you're a weeb. You're a <laughs> I'm still I'm still trying to get to the bottom of dear white people, so I haven't picked up. Uh, I, I have it. It's actually a lot different than I thought it was going to be. Um, but I'm it's it's kind of like Scream Queens, where, where like I started it, so now I'm curious to see like to the end of the season. Um, although it is better than Scream Queens season one, which is just another. I couldn't finish that. Which is just another another thing that proves Ryan Murphy is a horrible writer and horrible director. Right. And I don't know why people just want to lay down and suck his cock. Like he still gets work. All these yeah. still get work. Like, yeah. I just I, Ryan I Murphy's like my moral enemy. It's like I, I I hate everything he does. I I just dislike his existence. It's like, but but yeah, with with like I with I Robot, it was like, how did you miss the point of? Asimov's stories, it's like they just, like, well, we know we, we've got all these, like, great, you know, science fiction um, stories and everything. But, but, but let's, yeah, we've got Will Smith. Let's make it an action film and completely, like, dismiss everything. Like, well, we mentioned the three laws. That's good enough. Like, no, no, it's not. You, so the, the only memory I have of I, Robot, because I've never actually seen the movie. Because it's terrible and you shouldn't. In my physics class in, in 11th grade, our final project, we had to take a movie, a scene from a movie, and analyze the physics of it, and either prove or disprove, like, that it had proper physics, and our teacher gave us two, like, uh, two guidelines. One, it could not be animation, traditional animation. Two, it could not be CGI. One of the kids in my class 
picked the scene from a high robot where Will Smith is fighting robots on top of a car. <laughs> it was obviously real. And first off, like the teacher was like, "Well, it's it's CGI, which I told you you couldn't do, but but let's just let's see how you do with like analyzing and, and what you what you want to bring into here and, and everything." And so the kid like went through his speech and everything and you know all his analytics, and the teacher goes. Well, not only were you, you know, pick something that I told you not to pick, but you're wrong here because of this, here because of this, and here because of this. So pick another scene and try again tomorrow. Like, it was hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it, as far as I've, like, seen, like, bits and pieces of it on, like, cable television, and uh, it's, like, asshole covered in, like... B, B shit or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's... Um, it, but the books are great. Like, um, the I the iRobot stories are great, but there's also, um, before um, Asimov's Foundation series, there was a series, Robot series, which is basically a bunch of mysteries involving robots and the three rules, and it's really well written. And then I watched those that movie, I'm like, wow, how, how did you... what? How did you read those books and think, hey, this is a great idea, guys? Like... It's like the Death Note movie, where how do you how do you do something like that? It's, it's terrible. Same, I mean, it's the same thing with the Hobbit movie. Like, how do you take great source material and make it like what kind of ego do you have to have to take someone like Isaac Asimov or or Tolkien and say that you could write something better than them based on the world? That they because you want to make three movies yeah. <laughs> instead of one. Like, well, I feel like a lot of it's like, it seems like, well, this is, I'm, I'm going to go back to the Death Note movie, but um, it's like, I, I when I'm watching that and kind of watching the Hobbit movies, it's like, I felt like I was, this was made by somebody who really wasn't a fan of it, but knew it was popular and was kind of like LARPing as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, I, I get it, guys, you know, this needs more... Uh, more blood, right? Because that's what people... No, it's like, no, that's not what they wanted at all. more William Dafoe. <laughs> well, great, every movie needs more William Dafoe, but that's, that's besides the point. Uh, speaking of, like, how much was William Dafoe actually, like, in the movie? He had, no, he had no reason to be there at all, and it was completely pointless. Oh, that's, like, that, that's a bloody shame. Yeah. Anime's great. This movie's god-awful. So I guess we'll come back to you for your favorite. Um... But I have to say, for me, uh, my favorite, without a doubt, is uh, is Phantoms, star- starring Ben Affleck and Lee Schreiber. It's just it, it's such a bad movie, but it's so fun, and it also it, it holds a, a, a dear place in my heart because it's the first R-rated movie that I actually like watched. Um, and then for worst, oh, I mean with. With so many movies out there, like, you know, which you, you know, like, I Am Legend, um, basically any movie based Dragon on Ball Will Smith uh, starred in, um, I have to go with Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Because if, you, if you've read the novel, and then you watch the movie, he just, like, he did everything wrong. Everything, just aside from I think Dennis Hopper's in the movie, like everything else is horrible. Like, and I know it's like I think it did it get best movie of the year or I mean, I think it won like cinematography and sound effects and costuming and all this shit. I don't I don't give a fuck. First off, the acting is horrible. 
I, I, I'm sorry. Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harper. Just Keanu just Reeves blow, is the greatest actor right ever. Are you kidding me? You know, and and then you have, you know, he never overacts or anything. And I, I can't even remember character names at this point. It's been like a decade. There's Dracula. And, uh, and well, Dracula. I know Dracula. There's the girl that's not Mina Harker. That uh, like in the novel, he like slowly, slowly like drains her until she dies or whatever. No, she's in the cemetery. Of, instead of slowly draining her, he like kidnaps her, takes her to the middle of a park, turns into a werewolf, and fucking rapes her. Like, what the fuck? He's well, that's not, a little different. He's not a werewolf. He's a vampire. That's like in the Bay. Like, there was like a and, Beowulf movie where like, whole, like, like his his rubbery red mus- muscle looking armor. Like, like who made that costume decision? Because they need dipped in an acid bath and thrown into the Hudson River. Like, I just like there are just so many things about that movie that like after reading the novel, I'm like, everything is wrong. Like, well, wasn't like um. Was, wasn't there, like, a Beowulf movie where instead of, like, killing the villain, he has sex with her instead? It's, like, it's really yeah, weird it's, and it, awkward. It's, like, Anthony Hopkins. Uh, I mean... Yeah, I'm not getting judged. It's, like, CGI Anthony Hopkins, too. It's, like, really weird. All right. I think I just thought of... Wait. I, yeah, I never actually saw that one. Yeah, the Beowulf movie is, like, it uses the real likeness of the actors and the actresses, yeah. except it's all CGI. It's kind of oh, like... Oh, yeah, I remember It's kind of like fucking... Uh, that Christmas train movie, uh, the Polar Express, where everybody is played by Tom Hanks. It's my Tom favorite Hanks. book based movie based off. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and a Christmas Carol, where like Jim Carrey is everybody, and it's just his likeness on every character, um, or something like that. But you, you, you said you figured out your favorite. Oh yeah, my favorite is. Oh, I just had it. Now I forgot it again. I'll think of it soon. Anyways, so, all right, since I can't think of it, I'm going to think of my second one, which is Reanimator, which is based off a story by H.P. Lovecraft. And it, I, but the thing is, like, it's so different from the source material, but it works. Like, it has a working plot. Well, not only is it, is it different, but, like, things that they left out in the, in the original movie, when they make, made Bride of Reanimator, they brought in other elements that they didn't use in the original movie. Oh, yeah. And what I, what's, great, what I, what's also good about that is... Just the fact that like they were able to like change the setting, change the time period that it was t- that it took place in, but it worked. It didn't have to be an exact like replica of the book, and I think it worked better because of it. Like um, there are definitely like movies based off books that take like a lot of liberties, but they don't really miss the kind of spirit of the book, I guess. Oh yeah. Like you just have you have characters like Cthulhu that just have transcended time periods. Like people still talk about Cthulhu, like like this the dark one that will rise up and and destroy, baptize us in bloody fire and this like. Yeah, yeah, Cthulhu photogen. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was like how. Everything was just so otherworldly. It's like, um, I feel like there's a spirit of it that only can really be 
expressed through words, but I think with um, certain films like Reanimator and even like um, what's it um, from Beyond. From Beyond, yeah, like they managed to kind of show that there was like more out there without like you kind of knew there was more than they were showing showing you, and I think that the directing like really helped with that. Although like the concepts are kind of like out there. It's all done and written in such a realistic manner. And that's one of the charms of, of Lovecraft stories and, and films that are done well, is that it brings that sense of realism to something that is so unreal. Well, and that's, that's another problem that, I, that books, is, books as films run into, is that because you're so limited by time in film, the... You just have to be careful with your scope because you you see you see Hollywood really trying to up the ante when it comes to the epicness of each new film. And like how can you do something truly epic in ninety minutes, in hundred and twenty minutes and, and that's why the Hobbit was split into three movies. And it was so good. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I, so when I think of like truly, truly successful um, movies based on novels, like, um, well, I, and I have to take a step back, it's not just novels, but like short stories, so Stephen King is hugely successful in his short stories that have been turned into feature-length movies. Hey, pa- hey, Paul, what's what's your theory on Stephen King movies? Oh, yeah, Stephen King, the, as an author, isn't a real person. He, it's, uh, <laughs> Stephen King is actually a, um, a movie producer, and what happens is whenever you go to one of his, um, to a bookstore and open one of his books, all it says is, no wor- all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, and it hypnotizes you into thinking that you read a book, but it was actually just the movie that you saw. So my theory is no one has ever actually read a Stephen King book because they don't exist. <laughs> That's because you you've fallen prey to to the hypnotic spell that the, part that of the, the system, producer man. has put you under. <laughs> it's all it's all a hoax. It's a bot. <laughs> it's a bot. <laughs> It. Um, well, it is coming out, but I'm I'm thinking of the Dark Tower. Oh, ah, uh, yeah, abysmal. I, it wasn't great. Okay, you took a seven novel series and condensed it to what was it, ninety three minute film, yeah. with with Matthew McConaughey as your villain. Okay, first off, let's just let's just say Matthew McConaughey is the villain. What's he do? Drive a fucking Lexus into the into the main character? Like that would have been great. Or is it a Lincoln? What does he drive? I don't know. Like, actually, when, when that was first cast, I, like my imagining of the Man in Black, like it makes sense to me. I was like, Matthew McConaughey, yeah, I can totally see that. Now with with uh, Roland, you know, uh, we talked about that already. Idris Elba. In fact, the thing about that even is the 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 recasting of Roland was a political thing. Get it? But then Idris Elba, I didn't like Idris Elba's performance at all. He just, like, he was so flat. He was so flat in that film. Well, how, was, how was Matthew McConaughey's performance? Was he... Matthew McConaughey was awful. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually did get to see it. There was really no good acting in it at all. Like, um, I definitely hear you with, um, what's his name's acting being flat. It's like... Oh, Idris. Yeah. What else was he in? Like, I've never I heard don't of know. him. Oh, oh. Yay. Yeah. God, it just was like there's there's one line in the movie, and we're, I know we're going to talk about fan service, but oh yeah. But there's there's a line in the movie where you know what, the greeting in that series is "Long days and pleasant nights," and the reply is "And may you have twice the number." And so this villager comes up to him and says, uh, "Gunslinger, long days and pleasant nights," and he's like, "And may you have twice the number." Yeah. And 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 may uh, may the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> Amen. I've never read those books. The movies are okay. I've read the books and never watched the movies. Yeah, my. No, I I'm, I read like I'm, I'm part not of sure the first if I've read one seven novels in my life. Um, I'm I'm sort of illiterate, but you know, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I started reading part of the first one, and then I actually lost the book on the, in like a park. I'm like, well, I guess I'm never reading that series. So. You've forgotten the face of your father. was recently attached to something that I was like, oh, that sounds horrible, but maybe he can do a decent job with it, and I can't remember what it is now. Um, I just, I don't follow, I don't follow what's going on in Hollywood enough. But, uh, but no, you, you mentioned, like, the flat performances, and all I can think of is, uh, although it's, you know, it, it is based off of a comic book, is the Ghost Rider movie with Johnny, with, uh, uh Nicolas Cage. Same. I almost said Johnny Cage, I'm like, Johnny Cage. I'm like... Um, Johnny Cage. But we're like, we're like, Nicolas Cage is all right in it, because Nicolas Cage is fantastic. But like... He was playing Nicolas Cage like every, he does in every book. Every, 
every villain in that movie is just so bad. Like, yeah. Especially whenever they get like the main villain, Blackheart, and he's just like, "I'm evil. I'm I'm gonna absorb souls. Okay, I'm gonna absorb these souls so you, so you can destroy me. Like, like just give me a second here. Like, I'm like, come on now. Like, can't you just stand there and let me kill you for God's sake? <laughs> And like my, like and and the worst part was like, he he had to fight the uh, the water elemental enemy and he's made of fire and I'm like oh this is gonna be good like this is gonna be like an intense fight because you know, water beats fire like Pokemon, and he's like, he gets like submerged in water and he just like, he like he turn turns up the gas on his on his flameometer, and like he just boils the water away I'm like seriously, like, it's. It's fucking stupid. He raised his power level. And he <laughs> I'm putting out over 9,000 BTUs. <laughs> I, I, I did like 20 power-up episodes before this fight. So <laughs> <laughs> he missed a training montage, but it was really cool, guy. I had to level grind for a bit. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, definitely... Sword. You know, it's all present and it's just to read is so obnoxious. It's just like great sad. I can't I can't deal with it. So I, I read I read the first book and wanted to throw up. <laughs> the movie but like because the tense was so difficult for me, um, when they when they came out with the movie it's like suddenly I don't have to deal with that tense anymore and it just it worked. Um, of course like the whole concept to me, the first time I heard that concept was uh, was a, uh, a Japanese novel. Oh, um, about so that was it, yeah. Which, Which is, is a much fantastic better. movie, by the way. It was on Netflix for a while. I'm not sure if it's still up there. Is Which it, is would, it also yeah, yeah, it's Japanese. It's actually Battle Royale and Battle Royale 2, which actually we watched Battle Royale long before I saw The Hunger Games. And when I heard the concept of The Hunger Games, I'm like, oh, somebody stole the idea from Battle Royale and Americanized it. And then, like, when you get to the, like, the fourth Hunger Games or the third and fourth Hunger Games movie where they're, like, rebelling, like, that's the plot of Battle Royale 2. So with Battle Royale 1, like, it, as opposed to The Hunger Games... Um, Battle Royale, they took, they take the worst high school class in the nation and they pit all those kids against each other as opposed to the Hunger Games where they take like two people from each district. And for some reason they don't rebel because, um, yeah. And eventually like the, the, the people who win or won in Battle Royale, the first movie do like lead a rebellion against the government. Um, which is like the fourth Hunger Games novel or the third one or there, there are only three. But. Well, it's 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 like seven movies. So, <laughs> I think 
Crepes of Wrath? Lord of the Flies. <laughs> Yeah. Which is also uh, one of those things um, that's really cool. Have you ever seen the uh, the film adaptation of Fahrenheit 451? I haven't. It's I think it's from. The, I knew there was. Yeah, one. it's it's from like I believe the 60s. Um, it's it's a whole lot different, but it's it's really interesting because you know you have such um, advanced technology and things in the novel, and they have to adapt that to the big screen in. You know the '60s. So it's, it's really cool to see how they use technology and how they portray it. You know, now I just remembered what my favorite um, adaptation of a book is: Blade Runner, which I like the yeah, I, I like the book better. Um, do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep? But I, I like the movie. I thought they they made a lot of creative ideas and everything. It's so it's difficult to see them as being the same story because they are so different. But I thought that it was a good. They kind of they got a lot of the um, the core aspects of it, and I thought that was really cool. Some people who have insomnia, like, take medicine to go to sleep. Some drink heavily. If I ever can't sleep, I just start the movie Blade Runner. In about ten minutes, I fall asleep. I And then I can try, like, like ten minutes. Like, I can try to start it again from, like, that point the next time, like, to continue with it. And, like, again, within ten minutes, I fall asleep. I, I don't know what it is about the movie Blade Runner. Like, I'm sure it's a great movie. I've heard wonderful things about it. But for me, it puts me to sleep. I can be wide awake. You know, I can be, like, healthy and awesome and wonderful and be like, oh, I'm going to try and watch Blade Runner. And then, like, ten minutes later, I'm like... <laughs> and I'm like... And then I wake up and I'm like, how was the movie? Like any, any movie. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I love Blade Runner. Um, oh yeah, it's a great film. I feel like um, a lot of a lot of the director's cuts are much better than the cinema cinematic cut. Like I, I liked I liked how it was portrayed that like you're not sure if if oh if he's actually a. Yeah. I just thought that was a really cool idea. Well, spe- speaking the only of thing I didn't like about the um, director's cut was the um, some of the narration was kind of dumb. It's like when he's like saying what's going on. I'm like, I, I-, I know, dude. Like, yeah. I don't need to be told that. Are Are you excited for Blade Runner 2049 to come out? No, not at all. Because they hate us, they they. Okay, listen. They made a Starsky and Hutch movie. I'm I am not surprised about anything anymore. I mean, yeah. That's a good point. I'm just. I, oh, we we could have done that for. We we really could have had a Snoop Dogg month in in April, and we could have watched Starsky and Hutch. We'll have that next April because we've already watched two Snoop Dogg movies. There There's are not more. That many I'm of sure them. he's. I don't know. Watch like one of his music videos we'll, and review we'll, that. We'll watch Soul Plane, and then we'll watch the the uh, the movie episode of the Boondocks where they go to see Soul Plane Two, the blackjacking. <laughs> I'll stop these terrorists or die trying. <laughs>
Okay. I actually never saw the Hunger Games movies, but I've read all the books. And, uh, the movies the, are okay. I mean, the movie, the, the books got worse as they went on because, like, you get to the third one and they just start killing people. It's kind of like the last Harry Potter book where they just start killing people off. And it's like, was that even necessary? Like, I mean, I, th- I think the best parts of the movies is actually the fact that Lenny Kravitz is a fashion designer, like, and he designs these, like, awesome dresses. I can see that. Like, I'm not lying. Like, her dresses for, like, the presentations are really cool. Um, the visuals were good. Like, it it transmitted to the screen really well. And it, like, jettisoned Jennifer Lawrence into stardom, which I really don't understand because, like, she's not, like, a very fantastic actress or anything. and She's extremely mediocre. Yeah, and I mean... She's kind of attractive, but not like I, I don't know. I mean, like she's she's better than like Jennifer Aniston. Oh yeah, the, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the girl from Leprechaun. Yeah, ex- exactly. Okay, I, I got you. Yeah, which wait, I don't she, think she's been anything else. She, she's so, I know she starred in the movie Good Girl, where uh, where Jake Gyllenhaal knocked her up. Like, well, good for him, I guess. Um, was she, was she famous for something? <laughs> he was like the most famous friend at the time and because he'd been on all these movies oh yeah you know like David Truman nobody remembers him from anything but friends he was in he was in movies he was he was in a bunch of movies and I can't remember any of them off the top of my head because I'm sure they bad wasn't he in that show at AMC that lasted like half a season and they cancelled it oh I was thinking of like that that show uh, hung but I'm like oh wait no that's David Duchovny I think Probably. It's always David Duchovny. Now, David Duchovny was, I think he was in the Red Shoe Diaries. Was was he a hooker in that? Or Probably. Something? Or, he was or a hooker a in X-Files. So. <laughs> the Red Shoe Diaries was like a, a softcore porn series on Showtime in the very early 90s. That was like all Showtime was, though. Like, let's be honest. Well, and, and now, in the early 90s, the X-Files was still running. Yeah. The X-Files was just starting in the early 90s. I think it was 92 or 93. So, man. Dedication to your craft. I think the the best thing he's been in was Evolution, though. It's such a great movie. Oh, I love that movie with with Orlando Jones. And and that is Sean William Scott's, like, perfect role. That's why we used Head and Shoulders. You know what? And I think I... no, No, I use Swab for Men now. I was say I think I still use head and shoulders, but nope, nope, it's swab for men. We've been talking about a lot of science fiction, and um, one of one of my favorite uh, movie adaptations is actually the Dune movie, um, uh, the director's cut. Again, I was it's got to be the director's cut because the regular cut is really awful. Um, the director's cut is something like three and a half hours long. It's really long, and so it's it's like the Return of the King. Yeah. But it's got Picard in it, you know? Um, playing Chapman's Day, which is awesome. And then it's it's actually got extras. They actually employed real people as an army instead of just CGI people. Which is one of the problems I really have with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as opposed to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, which is actually an awesome movie adaptation of a book. Um, hate Charlie because the Oompa Loompas in the original movie are actually like all extras 
and then in in the remake there, you know, CGI'd versions of one Oompa Loompa. But I digress. Back to Doom. You know how many midgets didn't get jobs because of that movie? So back, CGI stole their jobs. Back to Dune. <laughs> Spacer's Guild is, is almost like um, like the United Kingdom trying to control the spice, and then suddenly there's a rebellion, and you can't have it anymore, and it's like, it's this, this really cool kind of, um, uh, we're gonna, what happens if we take this away from this galactic society that must have it to exist? And like the the sheer chaos that it causes, because it's like they can't even come and stop from doing it. Because uh, once, it, by the time it happens, they're out of spice. And so the way the spice works for anybody who who hasn't read the book or seen the movie is they basically the way they travel through time is they eat this spice and then magic. Uh, they, just, they use magic to fold space together, and then they just they just travel a small distance. Sounds like, sounds like a, a a better version of the movie Doctor Strange, folding space and time, like. Um, kind of. <laughs> um, kind of. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but it's so you know they have this, this galactic idea. And so basically, by the time they realize that something's happened, they're out of spice, and they can't amass their galactic army to go back to Dune. Oh my god, out, I'm, it'll take them hundreds of, hundreds of years to actually get there. Out of spice, you mean you mean they you mean in this universe they don't have the spice girls? Yes, they can't just they can't just grind up the scary spice <laughs> as, as nose candy. Darn. Yeah, I actually I actually came across a couple of the, the of Dune world. novels on audiobook. I like I like to listen to audiobooks cuz then I can like feel like I'm productive in the car, and uh, but they were like they were used and they were like sixty dollars a piece. I was like, man, like I I can't afford that shit. Yeah, you get the. I, my, I love my Audible subscription because you get the free book. I get miles. Oh yeah. I, I might because I have a longer commute to work now than I did before. I might like cave in into an audible or something it's like worth that. it because like you get it's like 15 bucks a month but you get a free like a uh, point for a book so it's basically you get a free book every month it's pretty awesome and then it's like you know oh yeah just saving money if you're gonna if you're gonna be listening to books you're gonna you're gonna get your money. okay but I, I need to i need to go to the library and get like a library card here Nobody goes the, to libraries the li- anymore. The library so, has lots of audio. That's books. just where homeless people go to pee. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, do you own the house? Because yes. so they're technically homeless. It's your home. So so Paul is correct. <laughs> Make sure my wife wasn't behind me. Yes. <laughs> so Dune, Dune was great. Uh, the, the book was great, but then the, the director's cut 
Is that um the is that the version by the guy who made um David Lynch? Th- yeah, I was gonna say. Oh wow! The guy who made that weird movie with the like creepy baby um Rosemary's Baby. No, um, why am I blanking on this? Um, uh, Eraserhead. Uh, yeah. That was a weird movie. Just, I'm just rolling through creepy babies in my mind, and I'm like, I'm that's like, like the creepiest oh my God, of the Halloween babies. Stores are about to open. I want a dead baby for my lawn. You would. They're so adorable. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't bizarre enough. It w- didn't have like a. It was. It was more of a straightforward project. It wasn't Twin Peaks. <laughs> From what I understand, the um, the special effects are very good for the time period as well. Absolutely. Um, mm. The costuming. Actually, the costuming is the big thing that I, I come away with. Is, um, the still suits um, are, are supposed to be the suit that recycles all the moisture in your body so that you can continue drinking it because they're on this desert planet. And um, originally, I had kind of a mat. When I was reading the book, I imagined them like, uh, honestly, a lot like a hijab. Basically, with but like a full body hijab and just kind of like little tubes and stuff going around yeah, inside. It's good. It's got a piss recycler. Yeah, it's got a piss recycler. <laughs> it recycles your sweat and your poop and all, you know everything. And they they came Efficient. up with it as this like like skin tight bodysuit that of course you know you've got attractive actors and you want to let them be attractive, but. It, it worked. It looked like, okay, I can see how this works. And they had little tubes coming up from their neck and they could drink out of it. It was like, not only was it, they spent the time to make sure the audience knew it was functional. Whereas today, I feel like costumes are just like, um... It's like an extra thing added. Well, you know what? That, that brings a really, that, that reminds me of a movie which I love. I love the movie. I love the novel. But they are absolutely light years apart. Is Starship Troopers? Yes. And especially when like, yeah. especially because I love the movie, and I also love there was a CGI series called Roughnecks, which was based more off the book than off than the movie was. Um, and the original movie Starship Troopers with Casper Van Dien is actually it's actually really good. Like it, it's a very fun movie, and it's done in a a very interesting way. Um, and it's got great action and, and everything else. Um, it's kind of like Full Metal Jacket in space. Like, when you really think about it, um, without Arlie Ernie. Um, but then, like... Was there, was there, are you talking about, is there one that happened before the one that came out in the 90s? No. No, okay, so, all right. No, the, the, movie, the original movie, I think, came out in 1996, and then in 1998, there was a CGI uh, series, actually meant for kids, like older kids, but um, called Roughnecks. And it was much more, um, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, fucking, uh, mature. 
No, uh, um, based on the books, it was much more uh, um, true adapt- to the books. Uh, a yeah, better adaptation. I can't think of the word true right now. Fucking. Um, but, like, we're in the novel. Like, they just have, like, this very, or in the, in the movie, they have this, like, very rubbery, like, body armor. Um, but in the, in the novel and stuff, they have this, this power armor. Like, all the mobile infantry have this power armor. Um, and, like, you imagine it as this, like, full body, like, metal, like, makes them big, bulky, but, like, superhuman-esque. Um, and in the movie, they don't have any of that. It's, like, fucking Nerf armor. And, uh, but in the That'll CGI series, like, they are, they're, they're in these, like, <laughs> it, it blocks lasers, not bullets. Um, <laughs> but in the novel, they, er, in the novel and exactly. in the CGI series, they actually have, like, these, not, like, overly huge, uh, mechanized suits, but, um, kind of, like, adds, like, a quarter of their body mass, um, but in, like, armor plating and it makes them stronger and faster and has like jet boosters and stuff on it um but it's just really cool to see like what they can do when they adapt something to a movie and then another movie and another movie and all the movies after the first one suck ass um and when they adapt it to a tv series that actually tries to stay true to the novels or or the novel um it's just really cool that's kind of like. Um, um, also, I I really like the character of Dizzy, and she doesn't die in the in the CGI series. What's like that? Um, what's it? Lemony Snicket um series? Uh, series, series of unfortunate, unfortunate events. events. Yeah, the movie was um about not great, but um I hear the series is actually pretty good. So. I don't. I think people just it like seems Katie like it would Hauser. Probably. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. And then you have like novels or graphic novels that are adapted into a series like, like The Death Walking Hit. Dead or where Death they Hit. just like yeah. draw things out for like 13 episodes and they change things and, and they change things and add it's like, characters like, like you like only Darl. really need to see like 10 minutes of a season to actually know what's going on I'll watch the first episode and the last episode and I'll have everything figured out I, I watched the first season because I was like this should be something I'm into I like zombies this would be cool and I just was like, there is not enough. We are seven seats. There's, there's something about it. There's just something missing from that season, that series. The, I don't know what it is. Okay, so you saw the first season. So the first season was six episodes. Season eight starts with episode 100. They're in season eight. Wow. And we still don't know what happened to the people at the old folks' home in the middle of Atlanta. That's the only thing I'm concerned about. I want to know what happened to the old people and the little, the little, uh, the, the little janitor guy who, like, took charge of that place. That's all I want to know at this point is what happened to them. They weren't in, they weren't in the comic book. Well, like you said, like, there's something kind of missing from, like, the first season. They never find it in the eight seasons. Like, there's always something, like, off. Like, it's like, okay, are we going to do something more than they just, kinda, like, like, stand here and, you know, dick around while the zombies are there? They start a storyline. And they go, oh, wait, we have to fill, like, 19 episodes in this season. So uh, for the next 17 episodes, we're going to do absolutely nothing related to the actual storyline of this season. 
and then we'll come back to it in the finale. Well, that kind of reminds me of like the fourth season of American Horror Story, where the first three episodes are actually really good and tell a story. But then they realize they had 10 more and like the rest of it just like drags on and nothing happens. Well, that's like the it's second season of American Horror it's Story. It's like every they, season of American Horror they, Story. They like build up the shit. first six episodes and they actually like have something going on. And then they kill off the serial killer and they're like, oh, wait, we still have like seven episodes well, left this well, season. The second season with that one, they're like, I remember like halfway through it, I'm like, I don't know how they're going to tie Nazis, uh, an insane asylum, aliens, demonic possession, monsters, and something a, else. And a serial killer. And a serial killer and together. And modern times. Yeah, and modern times together. And then they didn't. They, they literally just drop everything. <laughs> it's, it's such a bad series. Again, we, we just need to have a, a chat on like why... Um, why, why I hate Ryan Murphy? Why Ryan Murphy like, is a terrible person? He's like Nega Paul. He's like he's Nega Paul, <laughs> which is another movie that absolutely is a horrible adaptation of the books or the graphic novels, but actually works in its own right. Is Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Yeah, um, I. It there there is a there is yep. a six six manga series, um, Scott Pilgrim. Um, each one of them is Scott Pilgrim versus something. Um, the third book, I believe, is Versus the World, but that's like the most prominent title, so they took that for the movie. Um, but yeah, like the, the books in the movie are very, very, very different. Um, but the movie just has this like super charm to it. It's got that Edgar Wright kind of like um, mark on it, which works magically um and the book the books are they're actually a, a very fun read yeah. um and it's also got like a video game adaptation which is really cool and fun yeah, that's one series that like every medium medium of that works differently but really well like on its own yeah and video uh, games are all like arcade style which is kind of cool Basically, a guy who plays basically World of Warcraft. Okay, imagine World of Warcraft, a persistent world that you know you get caught up in. And but it's a it's a VR version of this. So the whole novel is basically based around his family is really poor, and the entire world lives in slums. Um, so it's like it's like a dystopian science fiction, but with with like this MMO. Hook to it, um, written for written for young adult audience, and it was the novel was really enjoyable. It was, it was really light reading. It was there's nothing like like earth shattering about the writing, but it was it was fun. And when they, I didn't even know that they were making this film, and then I saw the trailer pop up, and I and I thought to myself, what the hell is this? Um, I I can't imagine that making the leap and being believable. Because of the amount, I mean, they would have to go so cartoony with this for it to even make sense. I, I just I now, don't see how it's gonna visually, does, you know, make that gap. Does he get like trapped in the game, or like it's just his like escape from the slums? Uh, it's it's just his escape. So the the plot. I like that movie, idea. Um, the guy who made it was really into pop culture. And so this kid is idolizes the, the person who, who made the game. 
And so he starts getting really into pop culture, playing NES games and like emulating them on this little hand terminal that he has, and watching like 90s sitcom reruns and like. Um, Kramer. The guy, the guy dies and has coded into the game a series of Easter eggs. And if it, any player who finds all the Easter eggs will inherit the company. It's Willy Wonka and the fucking Chocolate Factory. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I was, actually, I was actually thinking that from the time that you said, like, he lives in the slums. I'm like, this sounds like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like a fantasy world and living in the slums. Like, I, I, I didn't put that together until you brought it. It's like, it's almost precisely. Sounds like something my college roommate could have done. Like, <laughs> like just he just plays video games all night. Like, oh, I, to have that life and to be satisfied with it, I don't know. <laughs> no, could, it's like it's like two wishes. If only I could have that life and want that. Life. Yeah. I don't, I don't want I'm not quite zen enough for that. <laughs> It kind of makes me think of, um, there was a, a movie I wanted to see a while ago, and it just kind of fell by the wayside, called Gamer, um, which is actually very reminiscent of uh, The Running Man, where it was like, they put, like, if, if you played this video game, you actually controlled, like, a real-life person, but the real-life person was on death row in prison, and it was like it was like a first-person shooter game, but you were controlling, like, a real person. That's a pretty cool concept. Um but, like, it, it just, it, it, again, it, it takes me back to The Running Man, which was Arnold Schwarzenegger is on death row. And, like, they have this game show that's, you know, fucking televised where the death row inmate has to fight these, like, champions of different domains. And if they win, they get their freedom. And it also goes back to another movie from the same year called Death Row Game Show, which has the same concept where, you know, if, if you're, you're on death row, you can play on this game show. And if you, if you like, beat these mini games, which was more reminiscent of, like, uh... What was that fucking Nickelodeon show where they, they spilled, like, slime on you and shit? What would you do? Or... No, Double yeah, Dare. But... <laughs> it was, like, Double Dare, but, like, if, if you lose the game, you die. But if you if you win, you get your freedom from death row. That was the best episode of Double Dare ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this, but I just I just want to point out the fact that, like, I have seen both the Running, Running Man and Death Row game show, which have the same concept, except... The Running Man is, like, serious and, like, really good, and Death Row Game Show is horrible and a comedy. 
Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, you can take similar concepts and kind of, like, explore different, like, aspects, like, with different characters. Like, um, kind of like with the, um, a guy playing a video game. Like, one of the, um, one anime series I watched a long time ago was, um, a show called Dot Hack Sign, where it's about, like, yeah, where, um, the character is, like, stuck in the game, but it really just explores, like, who the character is and why the characters play the game. It and, was like, a good video game, too. It. Oh, the video games were good. They I were, really wish I would have kept I, up and, like, actually bought all the games as they were released because... Oh, like, that's what I did. I was... The I fourth was game guy. is now worth, like, $250. Is it? I think I... Oh, I my God. I still have it, actually. It is... It's ridiculous. Quarantine, yeah. 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 No, Quarantine's like the first a, one. No, um, first one is Dot Hack Infection, Mutation, um... Infection, mutation, uh, outbreak, and quarantine. Oh, okay. Don't ever question my knowledge on dot hack ever. <laughs> See, I'm very when it when it comes to video games based on on movies or television, I'm always really cautious about jumping into something like that. So I never actually played the games, uh, but I really enjoyed the anime. The, the anime and the games really transla- translated well to each other, uh, mostly because it was one of those things where the anime was based off of the game, I believe. Well, the the games are a continuation of it. Like, and, the, basically, and the games um, had their own anime yeah. that were... It, it was weird because yeah. it had the games had an anime that yeah, it's were got an, part of the games, and then there was one an game, alternate anime it, uh, that was based off of the games. But you, yeah. It was really weird, but really cool. Well, what... Sort of. <laughs> okay. There's the anime Dot Hack Sign. Technically, there's a book series called Dot Hack AI Buster that takes place first, but that was written afterwards. But anyway, so you got the anime, then you got the games that take place directly after it, which follows a character named Kite. And at the end of the fir- of the of the series, where you see the little girl um, Aura, it takes place basically like about. You're trying to, like, basically free her from this other thing, and your friend gets trapped in the game, and it's kind of, um, you're trying to figure out, like, what's going on, and you have this bracelet that allows you to hack into the game, so you get to go to, like, different, like, kind of distorted levels in between the world. It's it's really kind of a cool concept. It's like... But I'm talking, but I'm talking about also, like, the games themselves actually came with an OVA series yeah. that you could only see or get the DVDs if you bought the games. So it's like there's an ongoing series yeah. that is included with the games that's about the games, but also separate from the games. And it's great in the last one because they're actually like they're the characters are like like they're hacking into this company and they're talking about events going on. I'm like, that's the last battle in the game. It's like I it's like they they're actually like saying things that are happening. I'm like, I remember playing that. So it's, Wibbly it's really wobbly, cool. timey wimey. Yeah, it, it's really oddly intricate but it's very cool but the series you're talking about is just a it's kind of a parody series where these people get the avatars of the characters of the game and it's it's kind of dumb but <laughs> i i read it and watched the show anyways i don't care i wasn't anyway. I, I wasn't a fan of the show like for whatever reason but i do love my stuffed grunty plush <laughs> the fucking grunty grunties are awesome for me i was uh, i was playing everquest at the time so i really I just un I just unpacked all of my PlayStation Two games for like the first time in uh, seven or eight years. 
Um, and I actually like found my quest of ev- my uh, copy of EverQuest for the PlayStation Two, and I was like, I should probably just throw this out because I'm sure the server doesn't exist anymore. I do like just post it on my wall. Like, well, what's interesting is um, there was a game for PlayStation Two that has a similar concept. See, now we're talking about video games. I don't, I don't know. What are we doing? Here? It always—it's it, it's a B movie chat. We're good. <laughs> There's a game for PlayStation Two called Star Ocean. Oh, I played that. My my college roommate played all of those games till till the games actually died on him. The, the game was the game was so meta. You start the game as somebody playing a game, and you're really good at the game. And then they, you're like playing the game, and someone's like, "Hey, you're really good at this game. I devised a weapon system based on this game, and I want you to play it and be a warrior." And you're like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna do it." And then you do it, and you fight this really hard, like, like evil being, and you're like, "You're like, yeah, I saved the universe." And then the world crumbles around you because you realize that you're playing a game inside of a game. And somebody else is playing you, and that's that's the halfway point in the story. And you're like, what? And like somehow you, I just remember like, wow, this is this is this is meta. Then you end up like fighting the creator of the game or something like that in the very end, or. And they just released a new Star Ocean game like this year too. Wow. Oh, there's, there's like seven or eight games, I think, in the series. It's ridiculous. I played the first one, and that, that was about it. Yeah, because like, um, actually, when, when we were in college, um, Alex was beating the fourth game, and the fourth game was supposed to, like, completely end the series. Kind of like how the Saw series was supposed to end, and, but they're coming out with another one. And we've been one. out of college for, like, five years or something, and I think they've released a game every year since. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, I wanted to talk about Michael Crichton. Uh, Andromeda Strain. And Jurassic, um, Jurassic Park. Park. Okay, the Lost yeah. World. Uh, why did I think of Andromeda? Um, Andromeda Timeline. Strain. Yeah. Um, I, I just, because, and specifically Jurassic Park, because honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't read it. I didn't read it. Um, but Jurassic Park is one of those movies that is so important in film canon um, just because of the special effects. Which still actually hold up decently to today's standards. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Even, even the CGI portions are not extremely horrible. It's because they're not overdone. Like. Yeah. And they, they blend it into the background. Like, yeah. it's not... It's not just, hey, look, guys, this is Avatar. We have... Beautiful graphics. Fuck you, James Have Cameron. Have you seen all my money? <laughs> speaking of speaking of movies based off of books or novels or plays or whatever the fuck you want to call, Avatar might be the worst of them all. I, need, like, I have to revise you, you this. always bring this up. It's Romeo and Juliet. It's Romeo and Juliet with fucking giant it's blue people. It's the Smurfs. <laughs> it's the Smurfs. What is it? <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Everything's based off Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, you, you could make that argument, but I mean, was the script? Because I mean, I could say that it's based on Burn Girl, and that'd be right. You know, it's kind of like it, how it was, it was about this 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 man and this woman falling in love when their races or their 
families or their tribes or whatever the fuck you want to call it were that at also war with each Fern-Gully, other. Like, that's happening like every. It didn't have Tim Curry in it. It could not be based on Fern Gully. Well, okay, you got me there. Okay. It's kind of like a. <laughs> It's kind of like how it's, The Lion King is, like, it's, it's, supposedly, like, me, based it's, off a... Uh, it's an adaptation of Hamlet, which, like, yeah, I mean, I kind of see it, but see, my not biggest, really. My biggest thing with Avatar is people praise it, and they're like, oh, it's such a great movie, and it's got this awesome storyline, and this and that. And then, like, you have the movie Underworld, and they're like, oh, this is just a rehash of Romeo and Juliet, except it's vampires and werewolves. And I'm like, how can you criticize one movie for having a storyline where, you know, two people from forbidden families or races or whatever fall in love. Well, they were forbidden, the one was... And then, um, like, in the, uh, and you have another movie which is the same storyline, but you don't criticize it for that storyline. I can tell you be- because James Cameron. James, it's James Cameron's masterpiece. Okay, no, Terminator 2... Masterpiece. Aliens, masterpiece. Avatar, piece of shit. No, I'm telling you, because in, in Avatar, the main enemy was the corporations. Corporations, the man. Corporations are being corporation. Step one, steal underwear. Step two, step three, profit. <laughs> If you want to if if you want to criticize a vampire and werewolf movie, go watch Blood and Chocolate. Now there's a movie you should criticize. Actually, I don't think there's vampires in that. I think it's just people and werewolves. And chocolate. No, there's not even chocolate. I don't know why it's called Blood and Chocolate. Well, I'm disappointed. I, I really liked um, at least the first werewolf. Oh, yeah, it's a you fun movie. You know what else was a like... very very shitty adaptation was The War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. Because if Tom Cruise and Tim Robbins had a fight in the basement, Tim Robbins would totally kick Tom Cruise's ass. I don't care. I, I, can't, I can't believe Tom Cruise would ever be... T- Tim Robbins could be on his deathbed in the hospital, in a coma, hooked up to like 7,000 IVs, and he could still kick Tom Cruise's ass. Well, that reminds me in the Hobbit, in the second Hobbit movie, at one point they have Legolas, like, boxing a friggin' orc, and I'm like, this guy weighs like 100 pounds, like, soaking wet, and he's like, boxing an orc, are you kidding me? In the Lord of the Rings, he couldn't fucking beat an orc, like, he had to help the the help of Aragorn and, like, the hobbits and shit, and, like, he had to shoot arrows into the thing's skull, like... But there's, there's, there's so, but I, I love the actual, there's like, nothing good in it. the radio version of War of the Worlds. I love it. Like, I actually, Orson Welles is like my hero. In, so. in high school, I used to work in the library because I'm that kind of nerd. And uh, we actually had a record and a record player and, and we had a record of War of the Worlds, and I would, like, play it in the library. Yeah, I was and the librarian would be like, you need so. to turn that down. People are studying here. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I was busy playing RuneScape while you were in the library, so it was way cooler than you. <laughs> oh, you, you were playing Run Escape? <laughs> Run Escape. <laughs> but, like... Um, the, oh, go ahead. oh, no, I, uh, my, my brain is fried. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm, I'm like... <laughs> there were like articles written about people naming their their children after Avatar. 
our characters, and I'm like, you're going to be That's called the bad decision. <laughs> Wait, wait, so, so they named they named their kids Sigourney Sigourney Weaver. Was was that the main villain? Was it Sigourney Weaver? No, she was, was she she was, was just it, randomly in no, the movie. No, was Sigourney was was it was it the girl from uh, from Halloween? Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. No, no, Sigourney Weaver was in it. She wasn't a villain. She was oh, like a there was a, and uh, supposedly she was there to die. They actually did like green light like a a, five, a like four more movies from Avatar, all with with the villain being like that same general. Like yeah, we'll army person, like twenty six sixty five. That doesn't. It's cinema. It doesn't matter. He can come back. Continuity. He's, what's he's that? probably got his own avatar that his brain was transferred to, like like the guy in the wheelchair. I mean, he's just gonna come back as like a seven foot mech, like colored green instead of blue. You know. I, like what the fuck? I don't know. It, it, I'll be honest. Like if I saw like, a, like a sequel to Avatar, or it's like a bunch of guys in mechs just destroying that blue planet, it would be so much better. <laughs> Mech assault the movie. Yeah. Speaking exactly. of a bunch of mechs destroying a planet, have there, has there ever been a good video game version of Transformers? A good video. game? <laughs> because the, I, I just remember the cartoon so fondly. Um, the cartoon that has the only actual good Transformers movie, where Optimus Prime dies and you cry your eyes out for like seven days. And, and Unicron is there, and he's a badass. And also, also voiced by Orson Welles. And Galvatron is voiced by Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how can you go wrong with the with the actual Transformers movie? I love the I love in that movie how there's one swear word and if you look at the DVD and you go to the chapters it's actually that chapter is just called swear word. <laughs> what swear word is that? Paul? Shit. Shit. Oh, okay. No. And the and, and oh, also I'm sorry. You, this is a you, you have show a Weird now. Al song like perfectly integrated into the movie. Like I, I well, I feel like cartoon movies tend to be like because they can do more and they tend to be more faithful to the series like I've, i i love the batman the animated series and i like i actually like the movies a lot whereas also tri- i like the some of the batman movies but trivia time kind of crappy. do you did you know transformers the tv series the decepticons and the autobots why they're so different because they're two different toy companies exactly they're two different toy companies two different toy lines the decepticons weren't actually bad guys they were actually spy gear that you were supposed to be able to use to deceive people so they didn't know you were trying to spy on them. There's a and game the Autobots were automobile robots. So they just took these two toy lines and put them together in a show and was like Decepticons. Deceiving is a bad thing, so they'll be the bad guys. And Autobots, well, cars are cool, so they'll be the good guys. And therefore... The Transformers were born to there, sell these toy lines, which already existed. Well, that reminds me. Either of you guys seen um, the anime Cowboy Bebop? Yes. Yeah. Apparently, that Most show is overrated series. Oh, screw you! That show is great. That show is overrated. It's not overrated. It deserves all the rated, and <laughs> <laughs> deserves all the rated of all TV of fourteen. Rated. But apparently, that show was was originally made to sell toys, but. They said they told the creator, "You can do whatever you want in the plot, just as long as you have these ships." 
But he ended up making like this great series that like everybody remembers now, but the toy line never actually got made. Like, the only thing I remember about the series is Ayn, because Ayn is fucking adorable. It's a great series. He's a corgi. Right? He's he's awesome. Like so when I think of Cowboy Bebop, um, this was something like I I had been trying to convince my college jazz jazz band to do. That it was just that that the theme. Oh, um tank. So, yeah, oh it's so good. Oh man. Um, so like I, I love the music in that. Um but what when I think about Cowboy Bebop, the ending is not satisfying. I thought it was pretty. I, I, I can't. There's, uh, there's always talks and rumors on the internet too of them doing like a, a better ending or like continuing it or like act, like truly finishing it off. I thought it worked well, because, but I mean, it, it does have what's his name? Is it uh, not Jet? Jet was the cool guy. Um, Spike. Spike, the lanky dude. Doesn't it have him and like his arch nemesis like killing each other? Spoiler yeah. alert: Spike dies. Everyone who thinks he doesn't is wrong. <laughs> Faye. Or, wait, are you talking about her? Oh, Julia. Um, Julia, his um, his love interest, right? Right, well, and she was from the past, right? Some, there was, like, a Futurama deal going on with her. No, oh, wait, no, Faye, uh, Faye was from the past. Yeah, she, you're right. Yeah, so she, um, at the end, she, like, lays down in the rubble of her old house. Like, and that's the end of her storyline. Like, well, she comes back. She's in the last episode. Um, Well, the thing with the show is, and I, 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 I watched the series a few times and everything. And I realized every episode has a theme of not being able to escape your past. You look at like the the um, sub characters and everything. It's like about them confronting something. Jet, like how he lost his arm, and the cop that betrayed him, and everything. And how one of the best scenes in the show is when the cop who was involved in him losing his arm like died, and he, he's he's um there with a cigarette in his mouth, he goes, you know, I never could stop um, smoking. I, I never could, I could kick the habit and he dies. It's like basically like how the pat, how you can't keep running from your past. And the last episode was that was, it was Spike's turn to like confront his past and just like how he managed to like kind of basically face everything that he was afraid to and how he was able to confront it. And while he did die, he still managed to take down the, down his um, enemy, and I thought that was... I, I, I personally thought it was a good ending. There, there's, and I, I, I definitely believe he died. There's, there's no way he didn't. One episode in particular that I remember very vividly. Is that the thing in the fridge where, like, the random episode where they all die? No, it's the episode where they, they find a tape and a video cassette, and they go in search of a VCR. Oh, the Betamax. Yeah. And they find a VCR, and then it's like, oh, wait, this is a Betamax, and then they have to go in search of a Betamax player. Um, probably because I'm a, I'm a media fiend and I actually have a Betamax player, but um, I I don't know if it works though. I do have two movies on Betamax. I just I have not tested it. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, technically, Cowboy Bebop later came um, a manga, so it's kind of a book. So it's okay to talk about it. Um, and I, I just, I just have to ask for future <laughs> reference because we can do a whole chat on this. Have you ever seen the series Yu Yu Hakusho? With Yusuke Urameshi. Um, this guy's a spirit detective. He, um, died and then he came back to, it was, um... He died and came back to life and then teamed up with demons to fight other demons. And there's, like, a bunch of tournaments. And there's, um, a baby guy who... Kurama. Yeah. No, no, not Ku- Kurama. Uh, Koenma. Koenma. Kurama's the fox yeah. demon. He's King Enma. Yeah, and we could do a whole series oh based God, off of Yu Yu Hakusho, but that's like one of the series we've watched like more than anything. Else. It's 112 episodes. I think it's the only it's the only thing that long that I've watched episode. the whole way through because it's amazing. Yeah, but, I watched every episode of DBZ. So. Oh, speaking of DBZ, so the uh, I'm in a building that is shared with the school district right now, and their tech, like their head of technology, is in our building. And I saw him pull into his parking spot the other day, and the first three digits of his license plate are DBZ. And I can't help but think that that's intentional. Yeah. It's Although it's not be. DBZ 9000. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was talking with the tech guys, the tech guy on my campus. He runs the video game club. You have a video game club? That's fucking awesome. Why didn't we have that shit when we were in school? Started like a. Because being a nerd wasn't cool when we were in school. Although then again, I am, and I, and I figured this out the, the other day. I, I am the one and only uh, Dance Dance Revolution champion champion of our college. They had a they had a tournament one year. I won that one year. They haven't had a tournament since. They never had a tournament before. I am the one and only champion of our college at DDR. Yeah, I played DDR once. I was asked to leave the thing because i was screwing up too much now i'm now i'm like old and fat like i tried to play ddr uh at the boardwalk months ago and i just i remember i was trying to find they don't even list it in terms of like difficulty anymore it's just songs and like, like you mean they don't they don't have like the foot scale anymore no and you were actually able to play. There weren't, like, people, people like, on the system with, like, buckets outside asking for money and, like, playing ridiculous songs? No, no, no. They didn't have, it was just, like, so they didn't have the foot scale. So I got on, and I was like, well, I think this one's going to be easy. I'm going to try it. And then it was like, you know, it tells you the difficulty afterwards. I'm a 33-year-old man. I'm barely moving on. Yeah, it's weird because some some songs only have like a uh, a ninety BPM, but they're like nine out of ten feet, and then there are other songs that are like one hundred seventy BPM, but only like six feet. Whenever you're on uh, advanced mode, I oh, I can't do slow tempo. Yeah. Like I I can do a nine feet song on a hundred eighty tempo, but I can't do like a five feet song on like a ninety tempo. I just I can't. I'm, I'm like, wired. I can't go slow. Yeah, my wife's exceptionally good at a DDR, and I played with her a few times. She says, uh, well, you, you did okay, I, you know. I do have it's my... not the uh, worst I've seen. Like, I do have my uh, Wii set up in the basement now, so so her and I can play DDR whenever oh she wants to come over. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... 
Um, we're we're uh, we're way over our average for a B movie chat, but um, you know that's okay. This, this has been fun, and we can always continue like a part two and just kind of make notes of what not to talk about next time. Yeah, um, I just want to like. Um, I'm I'm not sure we even answered like all of our like we haven't even talked about fucking fan service other than you know that one line in uh in that Stephen King movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you know what we uh, again we we can do a part two. Yeah, we should have an entire episode on just fan service and everything. We'll have um we'll have uh, Stu on that one for that because I'm sure he's got plenty to say about that. <laughs> Understandable. So, well, uh, well, Matt, thank you for coming on with us. It's been a uh, it's been a wonderful chat, and uh, we look forward to uh, to talking to you again on uh, this topic or one of many others. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you guys can, if you're looking for me, you can find me at matthewjwellman.com. You can find my books on Amazon.com. Um, Matthew J. Wellman is my pen name. Um, guys, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's always super fun talking to you guys. And and your podcast is Writers of the Dawn, correct? Writers, yeah, Writers of the Dawn. We have we have since migrated to YouTube. Um, we still we still post on SoundCloud, um, but now we're we're mostly posting on YouTube and we can because we're trying to do more video content. Um, since Stu and I don't work together anymore, we're not we don't have daily updates like we did. Um, now we're we're at like twice a month, which is is frustrating for for everyone involved. But, uh, we're looking to get get more good, good luck on that and uh we hope to hear from you very uh very soon again definitely thanks for joining man it's a pleasure to have yeah. you good, good night. night oh fuck i gotta stop this thing